The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they design products that make it easier to take longer walks, have deeper talks, and never worry about the weather. Discover clothing, outerwear, footwear, and gear made for every type of adventure with the outside built right in. Because on the inside, we're all outsiders. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. In the far west, you can find one of the oldest living organisms in the world. A tree that can live for thousands of years due to its ability to survive whatever is thrown at it. But I'm not talking about California's giant sequoias or the great redwoods. 56 years ago, the oldest tree ever known was found, containing nearly 5,000 years of growth rings. It germinated before the Egyptian pyramids were built. Unfortunately, nobody knew it was the oldest known tree until it was gone. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the America's National Parks Podcast. Today, Great Basin National Park, the bristlecone pine, and how one man accidentally killed the oldest tree in the world. Bristlecone pines are the oldest living trees, and for good reason. They have many tricks that help them survive, like growing in twisted, gnarly shapes at high altitude, and an adaptation called sectored architecture. Sectored architecture means that the tree has roots that feed only the part of the tree directly above them. If one root dies, only the section of the tree above it dies, and the rest of the tree keeps on living. You'll often see bristlecone pines at high elevations with only one or two living sections, stripes of bark growing on an otherwise skeletal body. They can endure quite a bit of torture. Nearly 60 years ago, the oldest living bristlecone pine met an untimely end. Here's Abigail Trebu. Bristlecone pines in Great Basin National Park grow in isolated groves just below treeline. Conditions are harsh with cold temperatures, a short growing season, and high winds. In these high elevation environments, they grow very slowly. This slow growth makes their wood very dense and resistant to insects, fungi, rot, and erosion. Vegetation is very sparse, limiting the role of fire. Bristlecone pines are often confused with limber pines. They can be found growing together at the same elevations. They are affected by the same erosional process and may look very similar with dead and twisted wood exposed. A bristlecone's needles are about one inch long and grow in packets of five. The needles completely surround the branches. The tightly bunched tufts of needles may extend back a foot or more along the branch, giving the branch the appearance of a bottle brush. The developing cones are a deep purple color, which helps to absorb heat and mature after two years, at which time they turn a brown color. The tree gets its name from the cones, whose scales are each tipped with a claw-like bristle. They max out at around 20 feet tall. 
In the summer of 1964, a geographer by the name of Donald R. Curry was doing research on Ice Age glaciology in the moraines of Wheeler Peak. He was granted permission from the United States Forest Service to take core samples from numerous bristlecone pines in an attempt to find the age of the glacial features those trees were growing on top of. Curry was studying the different widths of the rings inside these bristlecone pines, which he believed to be over 4,000 years old, to determine patterns of good and bad growing seasons in the past. Because of their age, these trees act as climatic vaults, storing thousands of years of weather data within their rings. This method of research is valuable to the study of climate change. Curry found a tree in this grove he believed to be well over 4,000 years. It was known by local mountaineers as Prometheus. There are several accounts of how Prometheus met its end. Some say Curry's increment borer, the tool used to make core samples, broke off in the tree. Others say he did not know how to core such a large tree or that the borer was too short. Still others say Curry felt he needed a full cross-section to better examine the rings of the tree. We may never know the story of what happened to Prometheus, but we do know one thing for certain. Curry had permission from the Forest Service to have the tree cut down. Counting the rings later revealed that Prometheus contained 4,862 growth rings. Due to the harsh conditions these trees grow in, it is likely that a growth ring did not form every year. Therefore, Prometheus was estimated to be 4,900 years old the oldest tree known of its time and the oldest tree ever dated. The runner-up being a bristlecone pine in the White Mountains of California. It was only 4,847 years old. It wasn't until 2012 that an older tree was found. Another bristlecone in the area proved to be 5,065 years old. There is a good chance that there are older bristlecone pines that have not yet been dated. According to ancient Greek myths, Prometheus was an immortal who brought fire, a symbol of knowledge to humans. Prometheus the bristlecone pine also imparted a lot of knowledge to humans. Information gained by studying this significant tree added to the knowledge of carbon dating, which is valuable to archaeologists and paleontologists, and climate data. Bristlecone pines are now protected on federal lands. In the years since, the oldest known of the near prehistoric bristlecone pines was a tree nicknamed Methuselah, after the longest living person in the Bible. Methuselah is located in the White Mountains of California in a remote national forest area between the Sierra Nevada range and the Nevada border. Over 4,789 years old, the age of Methuselah was determined by the measurement of core samples taken in 1957 but discovered in this century. In 2013, another bristlecone pine in the area was discovered to be over 5,000 years old. Methuselah and its unnamed senior pines' exact locations are kept a close secret in order to protect them. You can still visit the groves where Methuselah hides, but you'll have to guess at which tree it is.
Bristlecone pines in Great Basin National Park grow in isolated groves just below the tree line. Conditions are harsh with cold temperatures, a short growing season, and high winds. The pine seeds are occasionally cached by birds at lower elevations, and they grow more rapidly in those favorable environments. But they don't achieve their legendary age or fascinating twisted shapes. The Wheeler Peak Bristlecone Pine Grove the most accessible grove in the park is located on the northeast side of Wheeler Peak. It's unusual in that it grows in a glacial moraine consisting of quartzite boulders. Most groves grow in limestone or dolomite. The northeastern exposure of the Wheeler Peak Grove is also unusual, as most other groves have a generally southern or western exposure. The grove is reached by a mile and a half trail from the Wheeler Peak Campground. A short self-guided nature trail passes through a portion of the grove. During the summer, the park offers ranger-led interpretive walks. The largest grove of bristlecone pines, however, is on Mount Washington, located in the west-central portion of the park. Access is difficult. No developed trails exist in the grove. And unlike the Wheeler Peak Grove, the trees on Mount Washington grow exclusively on limestone. In fact, nearby quartzite areas are notable for their lack of trees. The third grove in the park is near Eagle Peak, on the ridge between Snake Creek and Baker Creek drainages. The terrain is steep and access is difficult. These bristle cones also grow exclusively on limestone. From a 13,063-foot summit to the sage-covered foothills, Great Basin National Park is a place to sample the stunning diversity of the larger Great Basin region in eastern Nevada. Some come for the majesty of Wheeler Peak or the ancient bristlecone pines. Others enjoy the mystery of Lehman Caves or the immensity of the stars in the darkest night skies. Taking a drive along the Wheeler Peak Scenic Drive is a highlight of any visit to Great Basin. A true mountain road, the Scenic Drive hugs the South Snake Range, slowly winding to a point above all others, where vistas reach their horizon, and one is met with a pristine view of the rugged, harsh, yet surprisingly beautiful Great Basin Desert. Starting at the park boundary on Nevada Highway 488, the drive takes you on a paved 12-mile out-and-back road to an elevation exceeding 10,000 feet above sea level, to the face of Wheeler Peak. Along this 12-mile road, you'll gain over 4,000 feet in elevation and cross through numerous ecological zones. It's the equivalent of driving from Baker, Nevada to the frozen Yukon, thousands of miles to the north. It's not uncommon to see mule deer, marmots, coyotes, and jackrabbits as you climb along the road. Starting the drive by the Lehman Caves Visitor Center, you're already at an elevation of 7,000 feet. By the 11th mile, you've reached an altitude of 10,000 feet. Ecologically, you've entered a region more characteristic of Rocky Mountain Alpine Forest than that of the Nevada desert. Each aspen grove you see can be a single living organism. Aspens reproduce through cloning by sending runners out underground that become new trees. Because of this, it's common that entire hillsides of aspens are all a single genetically identical tree. By the time you reach the summit trailhead, you've completed your journey from the harsh sagebrush flats to the surprisingly lush and diverse subalpine forests of the Snake Range. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, and narrated by Abigail Trebu. If you enjoyed the show, we love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. 
For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the Sea America podcast. Season two recently concluded and is available wherever you listen to this one. If you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys at OurWanderingFamily.com. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag Be an Outsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.